Good day, everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode of Faith in Action podcast. With me, your host, Tinashe Mujera. As you all know, I'm an author, I'm a woman of faith, and I am on a mission to share life's lessons with you. In this episode, we are in conversation with a special guest, very dear sister of mine, who I've been following on social media platforms, a very inspirational woman of God. She's here with me and she's going to be sharing her story. Um, like I said, very, very special guest. Her name is Natalie Hayes LaRue. Um, and she's a woman who wears so many hats, um, running a ministry, which she's going to share with us on. I don't want to share much because I wanted to introduce herself and I wanted to speak about what she does, what her ministry is all about. And she's going to be sharing some um, life lessons, some nuggets and some wisdom with us today. Natalie, how are you? And welcome to the Faith in Action podcast. Hi, sister, and everyone listening. It's such an honor and privilege to be with you or to speak to you guys. Um, thank you for the privilege. And I'm very well. Thank you. I hope you're doing well as well. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Um, I'll just, I'm just going to ask you to, to, to open up by introducing yourself, what you do, um, the ministry that you run, the name of the ministry, you've written a book. What is it about? Just in a nutshell, just to give our listeners a view of what you're all about. So I'm Natalie Hayes LaRue. I wrote my autobiography uh, two years ago. It's an Afrikaans book called Gebreekte Vlerke Kan Ook Vlieg. Broken Wings Can Fly Too. So it's all about my life story, what happened to me, um, rape, molestation, um, affairs, <laughs> a lot of things. And how the Lord just saved me out of all of these things and how he just turned my life around for his good and for his glory and now I can inspire women and it's amazing for me to just do what he called me to do um, I am married to Johan Leroux and I have a beautiful baby girl she's almost five months old her name is Dianique um, so yeah I'm a new mummy and um, yeah, I run a business called Purple Chair Publishers. We publish books. Mm. And I also run a ministry called the Dianique Foundation. We stand up against abortion and against all forms of violence against women and children. So um, yeah, I also, it's in the pipeline. I'm busy with um, the Dianique Home. So wow. still praying for some partners and, but everything is, is, um, ready, but we still need a place where we can do it from. Mm. So we still trusting the Lord for that, but, um, we're going to open the DNA home, which, it, which is going to be a safe house. So, um, helping wow. all those children and women in need, because I am also, um, involved in other safe houses where um, I help them, where I counsel. I'm also a registered pastoral counselor. So um, yes, we counsel them, we help them. Most of the times we help the children with court cases and medical cases and all those thingies. Um, yeah. It's really such an honor. It's not 
not that easy but um with yeah. the grace of god we we do what we do every day and um yeah <laughs> we get up yeah. and we we just continue um running wow. in the, in the kingdom wow wow sis powerful powerful beautiful story and um you know beautiful ministry and beautiful work that you're doing out there i mean this podcast is main its main focus is on the girl and girls and women as well uplifting girls uplifting women bringing wisdom to them so i mean what better way than to invite someone who's actually doing the work who've, who's gone through the journey who is you know hands on in what we actually all about i'm so glad that you're here sis i mean you wear so many hats it's um you know she spoke about her book broken wings can fly to that's what it means in in english of course it's an africans we hoping you're going to have a a um a, a trans an english translation or version soon sis um most definitely and we also busy with an audio an audio book beautiful i love it i love it i love it please when you have that i must please be one of the first people to receive it so we can actually you know advertise it to the listeners because i'm sure after this everybody will want to know about the book and actually purchase a copy so you've heard it for yourself guys there is going to be an audio book coming soon and also um an english a uh, version or translation so she writes broken wings can fly too powerful powerful i'm going to get in depth into that as we go on with the show i mean you spoke about um the dynamic um foundation um which is against um you know it, it it's it's actually a foundation you know that speaks against violence and uh, abortion you know that um you know a lot of uh, of the women face you spoke about purple chip publishers which is one of your um businesses that you run as well where you help i think um authors to publish their own books is that right sis yes that's correct and also i published my own book and um there's definitely going to be a follow up book um so i'm not going to stop at broken wings can fly too i'm going to also write um whole wings can fly higher so <laughs> wow. Because, wow. yeah because the wow. lord um the lord yeah. restored so I must wow. do a follow up. So yes, I do do publish other authors books and also um yeah, my own. There you have it guys. Whole wings can fly higher. Oh my god, this is speaking to my spirit and my being. Please when that book is ready, I'm purchasing one sis. I need to <laughs> whole wings can fly higher. Beautiful. Wow. So I'm 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 going to speak um you know I'm going to get straight into the questions that I have for you. I mean there's so much I want to speak about all at one go because this is just so powerful. Um so I'm going to ask you to you know walk this journey with us for this episode in particular. The theme of the of the episode is called unequally yoked. Um and it's basically, you know, come it basically comes as a segment taken from one of my uh books chapters. Um and the chapter is called Healed Wounds but Ugly Scars. Um and in this one I speak about trauma bonding, um you know, love relationship and um you know, I I, I speak about how you can actually be unaware that you in you are loving each other from an unhealed heart or unhealed space where you what mm. connects 
two of you is trauma and your past and your pain mm. that it's love and yet it's actually not so um that is the topic for this episode i'm equally yoked and um as we go along i just want you to you know speak more on that to reveal that because you know that it's part of your story and your testimony as well um and yeah. we want our listeners to to actually understand what it means you know to what it means to be unequally yoked how it happens how you can come out of it um i mean you read it for yourself guys whole whole wings can fly higher so it's possible to heal from traumas it's possible to heal from pains and become whole that we can be able to fly higher um Absolutely. so i'm just going to um to ask you to say you know please share your personal testimony of when you felt that you were equally yoked in a situation and um you know what lessons did you did you take with uh from that i mean i don't mind you even narrating um you know your story in 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 brief if you can you know and just give people a picture of what it was i mean i've seen your um a video that you've made of a summary of of the book and and of your story and so beautifully put together so if you can take us through that sis and then just you know take us through what you know you've experienced as an equally and how what the lessons were that you learned from it i think my entire life um before i really met the lord and even after i met the lord um mm. i had a time where i was unequally yoked all the time because of the fact that i went through so much trauma so mm. i was um molested as a little girl of five years old and between five and seven it continued for around about two years and um i i was always scared of the dark i wet my bed all the time and sure. um i even had a bladder operation um sure. and no one knew that two family members who stayed in our house for that time that, that period of time actually molested me um as a little girl because i was always this outgoing smiling um girl so sure. i i performed all the time i was doing well um in school even in pre-primary school so i, I was never alone or never you know an outsider i was always part of the team and part of the classes and everything mm -hmm. so i was always the leader so no one knew that i was going through things like that sure. so then my life was quite okay but a little bit of a dysfunctional home i grew up in we went to church but I didn't know the Lord. I never knew that you could be you could have a relationship with him that you can talk to him but he can actually talk back to you and he can mm -hmm. actually comfort you when you're sad and he can actually um you know um give you advice and um you know mm -hmm. be there when you need someone and when you feel alone because I I had times where I felt mm -hmm. alone but people never realized that because of the fact that I was never, as I said, an outsider. So um, sure. I want to tell you this in a nutshell. It's it's quite hard to do it because I have a quite a long story, but I'll try. So um, then at age 15, um, one of the guys, my, one of my brothers worked for at an engineering firm 
raped me. He was 53 and I was 15. And, but he was, he was um, friends with my parents. He was friends with my brother. Um, he was, as I said, my brother's employer. And I, w- I went there to the firm during school holidays to go and work there for extra income or, you know, vacation mm-hmm. job. Um, and, um, yeah, then, long story short, I was in the hostel in, in Potschefstrom where I was in school. And um, mm-hmm. he came to sign me out and he told the um, the teacher that, he worked for my for my dad and he must sign me out and yeah sure. he took me to a bed and breakfast and he put the condom on my chest and yes next morning i was bleeding i couldn't walk straight um i went to school i had to write a um biology a biology test that day mm. but i i didn't study um i cried inside the entire time and I was so confused you know because um I I was this this beautiful child doing what I had to do and now you know I never I was never intimate with a guy before before that so he took my virginity when I was when I was 15 so I never I never had the the example or um you know of a love relationship and because of the fact that I didn't know a relationship with Jesus I really didn't know love and um, but I didn't know that I didn't know love so after that long story short my Sunday school teacher same thing happened with him he heard about this guy and you know long story short um, same thing happened and I just thought that he was this guy you know this guy in 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 the public eye and he was everyone looked up at him and he was this figure in in town and you know he was interested in me so to me that was that was amazing to me that was like someone someone thinks um you know good enough and um because of the fact that it was him and he was also um, a teacher at a school so um yeah so he's actually still a teacher at a school so um yes that happened with him and then the guy the previous guy i spoke about the one who was 53 Mm. he actually abducted me and long story short i had to write a letter and um you know take it to the police station and Mm. you know all of those things made my parents believe that I want to be with him and mm. I loved him and things like that. Sorry, that was my little girl. Okay, <laughs> Sneezing. That's, that's okay. She's behaving very well, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Mm. Um, so then what happened was um, I was in newspapers um, everywhere they they looked for me um i was you know reported as a missing person um he took me to rustenburg he hit me in the house of two pastors can you believe that um so he hit me in the house of two pastors 
So they saw me on the front page of the newspaper. They saw that I'm 15 years old in my school uniform. They still had me in their house for that guy. Mm. All right. Sure. So I still, till this day, remember their names. Um, I would, if I see them in town or whatever, I will know that it's them. I, I can mm. remember them so clearly. Um, but yeah, so I was there. He had me there. The police realized where I was. They came. They came there, but he actually found out because he's he has connections everywhere, and he found out that the police was on their way to you know come and get me, and um, he took me to another guy um, at a park home, also somewhere near Rustenburg, yeah. and. Long story short, that guy said he's going to Fochville the next day and that's where I grew up. So I said to him, listen, I want to go with you. Mm. And I drove with him and I thought everyone was going to be so happy to see me because, you know, I was gone. They they looked for me everywhere. I was in the newspapers. They even they even had helicopters um, going over Fochville to, to look for me, over Fochville, Rustenburg. Carltonville, all those areas. Sure. Um, yeah, and um, no one was happy to see me. <laughs> um, the school didn't want me back. Um, and I was on the shortlist for, um, you know, the the prefects and all those thingies. And they said they don't want me back because I'm not allowed to be there. And, um, you know... I walked away to an old man and I don't know what, what else they said. But long story short, um, I experienced um, rejection on the worst level you, you'll ever imagine. Because I was, as I said, this, this girl mm. in the first team, you know, good in academics, in sports, in everything I did. And then... All of a sudden, no one wanted to speak to me. No one was allowed to be my friends. Their parents said to them, you know, you're not allowed to be friends with her. The teachers, I actually, I went to three teachers to tell them what happened. And they said I was lying. Sure. So I was dealing with rape and with all of those things, with rejection, with so, such bad trauma at some stages, I woke up in a room when I was in Rustenburg. I woke up in a room that I didn't even know how many guys were with me. I didn't even know what happened to me. I didn't even know, you know, it was really bad. Really, really, really bad. And so now I was dealing with all these things. And um, no one, no one even came to me to ask me whether I was doing okay. No one even asked me whether um, they could help, whether, um, you know, nothing. They just, no one wanted to do anything. No one wanted to do, have anything to do with me. So, um, yeah, I, I was just this outsider all of a sudden. And um, I said to my mom, you know, you'll have to... Um, take me to another school or you have to 
you know, I'll have to do homeschooling or something because I won't survive. I won't survive this. So long story short, I during that time when I was in Rustenburg, I started overeating because of the, all these emotions and thingies. Um, I also started smoking. I took alcohol when I wanted to. And um, yeah, I... I gained a lot of weight. So when I came back to when I went back to Fochville and I got kicked out of school basically, um, I went to the gym. So I went to the gym because I had a lot of um, weight to lose. And then yeah. there was a guy. So there was an elderly guy again, and um, he actually. Uh, <laughs> he was wow. one of my wow. um, teachers mm. and I'm not even like I'm gonna try and do it quickly but I'm not in, even halfway <laughs> so. mm. sure yeah go on sis all right so um then when I went to the gym to lose all those weight there was a guy and he was actually my grade one teacher's husband you won't believe that so, um, and he came to me, the first person, since all of these things happened to me, and he said to me, Natalie, I just want to know something. Everyone gossips. They, everyone has like their own story. And I really don't know what happened. And they're gossiping about you. But I want to ask you, what happened? What really happened? And you know, one person, one person out of an entire town asking you, listen, what happened? Can you tell me what happened? Because everyone has their own story and the guys mm. tell their own stories and I'm the bad person in all those stories, you know. Um, mm. But one person came to me and then, well... I had an affair with him, so his his wife moved out of their house, and I moved in. Mm. And I was I was like her favorite kid in school ever. Mm. She still I was eighteen at that stage, and she still had a picture and a, a letter I wrote and drew I drew for her in grade one. She sure. carried it in her Bible. Wow. And when I was 18 and that happened, she obviously threw it away. And I was her least favorite person. And that, to me, that broke my heart in pieces. Um, mm. You know, I, I was so vulnerable. I was so broken. I was so, um, I mean, I didn't want to have an affair. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to do these things. But mm. I was just so broken. And I'm not trying to, you know, um, yeah. make excuses for myself. It's just I didn't know the truth then. I didn't mm. know then what I know now. And I hurt so many people, um, you know, during that time. But it's because I was so broken. Mm. So after that, yeah, we started to, to train very, very hard. We started using steroids we started using like all other things and you know it was really bad yeah and yeah. um there was a lot of violence there was a lot of fighting all the time there was 
crazy things going on there. And yeah, one day I, I just said, listen, I'm going to study law. I'm going to first do a paralegal course and then I'm going to study LLB. And then mm. I'm going to become an attorney because I want to get back all these men. So sure. um, I thought, you know, that is what an attorney Just, does. Yeah. So um, long story short, I got a job at an attorney's firm and I started doing a paralegal course. So and then after that, I got a, I met another attorney and he offered me a job and he said to me, but he also wants a partner in a business, uh, a labor uh, consultancy. So I moved to, to his um, attorney's firm and um, moved over to, over to his attorney's firm. Sorry. And then um, I, um, started working with him and we started the labor consultancy. We mm. did a lot of labor cases, CCMA cases, all those thingies. And then I realized that we had to um, to defend rapists as well. <laughs> mm. And when the one guy got, he, he didn't receive a sentence, he, he was found not guilty by the court and he actually raped five women. Sure. And to me, that was just, I just said, I can't do this. So I started studying private investigation. I started working with the police. Mm. And at that stage, um, I was 21 years of age. And um, I felt pregnant. Then... At that stage, I just wanted to make money and I just wanted to finish my studies and I just, you know, wanted to be young and I said I don't want children and I went for an abortion and I just took medication and, you know, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. It, it is, they say, it's pain-free, quick and easy. That's really not the case. It's emotionally, physically, um, you can't describe. If someone never went through it, you can't describe it to them. It's the worst thing ever. So um, then I continued with my life. I just went on doing what I was doing. And um, Mm -hmm. age 23, I got pregnant again. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I went to the same clinic. And I said to them, listen, do what you have to do. So I got the medication again. And after that, six weeks after that, I was sitting in court with the colleague. And um, I was very nauseous. And I just went to, you know, to the clinic and they did an ultrasound. And the woman said to me, ma'am, you are 12 weeks pregnant. Sure. So the abortion didn't work. So I said to her, well, you must do what you have to do. You know, I'm not having children now. Um, so, or a child. Hmm. And then um, what happened was they did the procedure. And 45 minutes after that, 
usually abortion takes like 11 minutes it's quick um but 45 minutes after that no no pain stillers nothing 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 i, I felt every pain pinch burning sensation it was so bad um and they said to me sure this wasn't an easy abortion they were stuck and i said um i'm sorry what are you talking about they so she said to me they were twins and um something inside of me died that day um with my children you know because people think that having an abortion makes you unpregnant actually abortion makes you the mom of dead children and um people really don't realize that people think that it's okay to have an abortion because it's not a child but that child is just is the same child as like for instance your child because yeah. a child yeah. in the womb is alive oh definitely sis that's so profound a child is in a womb is also a child as good as a child that is alive that you see so it does, it's not about aborting or the abortion a child in the womb is as the child that you see physically so powerful absolutely because a tree grows from a seed if you don't plant that seed or if you kill that seed there won't be a tree so why do people plant trees but and why do you, you know they plant seeds and know that it'll be a tree but they don't know that when they are intimate with a person they'll mm -hmm. have a baby that's how mm -hmm. it works and if if the seed is there it's alive because a dead seed can't grow mm. <laughs> so people would say no it's not alive it's just the lump of cells but if, if it's not alive how can it grow wow and how do they even you know how do how does the heartbeat come about because that is definitely something alive you know Wow. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Wow. So, yeah, something inside of me died. And then I got sick physically. Mm. So I was sitting in my office one day, counseling a, a person, consulting with a client, sorry, not counseling. And um, I just fainted. So I went to the doctor. He couldn't see anything wrong. He just said it's little bit of stress i will be fine but i started fainting a lot um i couldn't drive i had to move back to my parents because i couldn't um you know stay on my own because i at one stage i fainted and then i also had whiplash so mm -hmm. i hit my head so hard against my kitchen floor mm -hmm. so long story short 23 specialists later and they couldn't find the fault sure. yeah sure. at all they sure. could see that my blood pressure was sky high most of the times and then it was like very low and then they mm. could see my blood sugar is like very 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 low and then mm. the next moment it's normal and they could see a lot of things but they couldn't diagnose it anything sure so, then one day i was lying on the on the oh. on the carpet in my parents room and they were at work and um their domestic worker was late that day 
So I was lying on the floor, my blood sugar dropped again, and I couldn't move. Mm. And at that stage, if I may say, I went to church every Sunday, but mm. I lived like, <laughs> yeah, I lived like the ungodly, um, no. you know. And then I was lying on the floor and I just shouted out and I said, just help me. But at that stage, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that I was actually crying out to the Lord and asking Him to help me. But then, long story short, I got a little bit of energy and power and I got up from the carpet and um, I strolled to the kitchen and I... I took dates and I put it in my mouth for my blood sugar just to, you know, mm. uh, stabilize. Yes. And then um, I was t I took my phone and I I dialed the number of a guy I had an affair with three years before that, three or four years before that. Mm. And um, I had an affair with him, and he left me because he gave his life to Jesus. Mm. So he said to me, he can't do this to his wife anymore and uh, any longer. Um, he must, you know, say goodbye. Um, we can't be friends. We can't be anything. Um, he gave his life to the Lord. And I found myself dialing his number. And I said to him that the words came out of my mouth. And, and I said, you left me for Jesus. Now you must introduce me to him. Wow. And wow. <laughs> wow. that was the most powerful moment of my life. And, you know, he, wow. yeah, he um, prayed with me and we asked forgiveness for what we did. And I asked forgiveness for everything that I did. And um, yeah, my journey started there with, with the Lord. But even after that, I was married to a guy who was a pastor and he preached everywhere, still preaching everywhere. But he would, you know, we would fight at home and in church, we would be the happiest couple ever. So when it comes to being unequally yoked, that was the perfect, perfect example. I mean, my entire life is an unequally yoked situation, but um, there it was again, because neither of us, we, we were both children of God, but neither of us, dealt with our issues neither of us dealt with um our trauma we faced and the things that had happened to us so yeah. we thought we did you know because sometimes it's like an onion you must do it layer for layer you can't you can't like deal with everything at the same time yes. we're not strong enough to do that i mean it happened over so many years now yes. you want to deal with it all at once sometimes yes. it doesn't work like that i know that the lord can do that he is definitely yeah. i mean he did it at the cross he he, yeah. he um yeah. died for it at once and it, it was mm -hmm. gone but sometimes in our soul dimension, it takes time to heal. Wow. So there I was unequally yoked as well. Wow. So um, long story short, we had an, a, a divorce. I know that divorce is never, ever, ever God's plan. Never. It's, he will never tell you to get a divorce um, because it goes against his word. 
But mm. um, long story short, the Lord said to me, in my eyes, you were never married. In my eyes, you were never married to this guy. It wasn't a legal thing. It wasn't, you weren't married to this guy. Wow. So, wow. Um, yes, so um, it was never the will of God. Amen. And I got hurt. I mean, I got hurt so, so badly. But that was because of my own foolishness, because I didn't wait for the Lord to tell me, this mm -hmm. is your husband. I just thought, you know, I didn't want to be alone and this is a godly man and he's a pastor. So we'll, you know, we'll minister together. And, you know, I had this picture in my mind of this beautiful life and, um, you know, having children with him and all of those things. But um, I didn't realize that I, I saw the red lights. I mean, I, I definitely saw the red lights, but yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I didn't listen. I didn't listen to the Lord. This is so profound, sis. What you're saying here is something I think people need to really take heed of. I mean, especially women. I mean, you're talking about getting married to a pastor or somebody that preaches it is regarded as a man of God does not really mean that you are equally yoked. That is so no, powerful. not at all. Fun. Sure. Sure. I think... There are some nuggets to everybody that's listening. These are some nuggets and, you know, this is deep wisdom that we're hearing here. I mean, the story is, uh, it's just amazing. It's so powerful. It's its so, it's a beautiful testimony, so to say. I mean, says, I mean, now that we're talking relationships, I actually just want to jump into this question before we miss it. And it's, what do you think, um, you know, women, you know, do you think women, do you actually think women are often left unequally yoked as a society? And why do women easily succumb to these roles in relationships? Do you think that women are often left unequally yoked as a society? And why do women easily succumb to these roles in relationships? I think um, if I understand your question correctly, um woman as i said like myself you know you look at your your um friends around you and they have it looks like everything is perfect in a person's marriage or everything you know you think your life would be perfect if you have this guy and sometimes we see the red lights and then um we we think that okay but i have issues too he has issues but i have issues too so maybe we can deal with it together but it's better so so if i understand your question correctly it's people go to relation into relationships like this because we really don't wait on the lord we think that this is what we need at that moment because it looks right you know the enemy will never mm -hmm. come to you with horns and a tail and a red fork he will come yeah. to you as everything you desire you know in a but in a bad way he will he will give you a clone of what god has in store for you and what he thinks you want or what you think you want and what you think you need but so we must be so watchful and vigilant because he wants to destroy us. But yes, I think women go into that because they're not healed. 
They mm. go through so much trauma. They look at their friends around them and they think, wow, her life looks perfect. She has this husband and, you know, he looks after her and maybe she's not working or whatever. Maybe with this guy, I can do the same. Or maybe, you know, they go into relationships and they, they marry very quickly. And sometimes mm. the, the one thing that I always look at if the guy takes you away from your family, he's not the guy for you. And I will say that over and over and over again. God sure. is a God of relationship and love. He will never ever send you a guy, and I can feel his spirit while I'm saying this. He will never ever send you a guy that will take you away from your family and your loved ones. That will You will never, because most of the times, women go into relationships and the father says, listen, um, you're not allowed to date this guy because of this and this and this. And then they'll be like, baby, it's us against the world, you know. Um, I will fight for you and you will fight for me and we will do this alone. That's never God's heart to fight alone. You must have God in your relationship. And when God is there, <laughs> you will draw closer to your parents, wow. to your wow. loved ones, to your wow. friends. You, you know what? If you have to hide the guy from someone yeah. you love because they will have a problem with the guy, then sure. there's the first red light. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And a thing that my husband always says, he says, mm. if you're a better... Um, if you're a better person with a guy, mm. if you're a better addition of yourself with mm. another person, mm. then that's the person for you. But wow. if you're not a better version of yourself, wow. when you're with a person, that's wow. not the person for you. And wow. most of the times you will see when, when, People are unequally yoked. Look at mm -hmm. their relationships with their loved ones and look mm -hmm. at, um, you know, they will now all of a sudden she's like this quiet little girl sitting in the corner, but previously she was this social butterfly. You know, they'll change them. They'll, so mm -hmm. they're not a better version of this themselves. Sure. Um, so, and I think it's because of the fact that we are really stubborn. We sometimes think that, you know, as I said, people around yeah. us are getting married and they have children and, you know, I'm getting older and I want children as well. And, yeah, you know, I want a better life and I don't want to stay here where I stay. So maybe when I get married to this guy, I can move to another place where I can start mm -hmm. over. People will always tell you, oh, it's a new beginning. You know what? Yes. In Christ, you are new. You don't need a new beginning. Amen. And if, you, if you're going to move someplace, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're taking yourself with anyway, with all of your baggage, with all of your past mistakes, with yeah. all of those things, if you don't give it to the Lord. So rather... Be there where you are. Give it to the Lord now so that he can prepare your heart, prepare your character, prepare whatever for the guy that he has in store for you. Wow. Says that is so powerful. Thank you for sharing those nuggets with the women out there and the girls, ladies that are preparing themselves for marriage, even those that have been in waiting because the waiting is the hardest part. I believe it is. And sometimes Definitely. you... 
end up wanting to compromise on the word and what God has said is for you. Just because pressure, your body is telling you other things. You see your friends are getting married. You know, everybody is in a relationship. You're alone. God has not forgotten about you. And I mean, I want to emphasize this nugget that you, you spoke about. You said that any relationship that doesn't bring you closer to your loved ones is not of God. Because a true relationship should build that is based on love, on the on the love you 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 know, the love that God has for a marriage will bring you closer to your loved ones. That is so absolutely so wow. Wow. So I want to go into our next question because I can see our time is also going. Please, do you want to tell me, um, you know, what womanhood means for you and how you honor your own true womanhood? You know what? Um, when you say womanhood, um, will you just describe that for me? Will you explain to me what do you, what do you mean um, when you say that? When I say womanhood. So basically when I, when I'm talking about womanhood it's it's um you embracing your feminine your femininity in its fullness and how mm. and why God has created you as a woman we find nowadays that mm. a lot of people are in feminism feministic movements they mm, you know mm, all about wanting to be men or competing with men but true womanhood for me is embracing who God has created you to be Definitely. as a woman fully in its wholeness without wanting yes. to be a man, without being in competition with the other. So what does womanhood mean for you and how do you honor your womanhood? To me, the thing is when God has a calling on your life, if I want to, you know, I, I always look at you on social media and I look at your, your images and I look at you traveling and you exercising and it, it always looks so amazing. It looks glorious all the time. And it's, it's awesome because you are thriving because God called you to do what you're doing. And Amen. that's why you're thriving. But Amen. now if I would like to be like you, um, it's not going to happen. You know, I can try and do every single thing that you're doing, but it will not be successful because God's grace is not upon it because he called you to do that. That's why he said we're a body. And so we must, to me, womanhood is, you know, true womanhood is listening to the voice of God, being intimate with him because he's in you and you're in him. You one with him. So you yeah. must just listen to that still small voice. He will guide you and he will lead you to, to do whatever. And sometimes it's a small beginning. Sometimes mm. it's a little thing such as, you know, prepare one slice of bread for mm. a guy on the street corner. And okay. that might be your ministry for like a year. Prepare yeah. one slice of bread each week, you know. But now yeah. you look at susan next to you and susan has an entire soup kitchen and now mm. you also want a soup kitchen but maybe the lord has something else for you in store he just wants you to be obedient for now in this small yeah. thing wow. so we must wow. wait on god and and see what he called us to do and be led the, the word of god said sons of god and daughters of god or obviously are led by the spirit of god so we must be we must um, listen to his voice to be led by him 
and do what he calls us to do. And when we do that, we must also remember that we're body, mind, and soul. So I can't stay in my bed the entire day because mm. tonight I'm going to preach. Mm. But now I'm yeah. not an entire being. I'm not giving my body the right food. I'm not giving my body water. I'm not mm. um, interacting with other people. I'm not um, busy loving my loved ones. I'm not, you know, I can't do that because sure. then I'm only a quarter of a person or mm. maybe a tenth of a person or half a person, you know, we must remember that we're body, mind and soul and we must look after. We, we also have um, a um, responsibility to, yeah. to look after our health, um, yeah. to, to eat healthy foods. You know, we must also do that. And we do have, a responsibility to spend time in the word of God. We do have a responsibility. I mean, I'm a mom. I can't just drop my kid off all the time. You know, it. sometimes I have to because I have to do things. But I have to also spend time with her. I also have to pray for her. I also have to, to feed her. I also, you know, because she must also be a human being and a whole being. So um, to me, it's, you know, your family is is also the start of who you are and and what you what you must do. Um, mm. After God, mm. it's first your family because sometimes we put ministry before our family, yeah. and that's yeah. never God's yeah. heart. That's Amen. never God's heart. So, um, to give you a nutshell, um, yes, I believe. Um, we must not be in competition with one another. You have your calling. I have mine. I must thrive in mine and you in yours. But also not the not just the calling, the body, the mind, and the soul. Do We have a responsibility to be healthy. And why not help others to be healthy in those areas as well? I mean, if you're good at writing books, why, don't, why not help others writing books? Um, wow. If you're good at, you know, um, crafts, why don't you train other people in doing crafts? Because wow. you, wow. why, why do you only have to be you if you can train up a lot of disciples to be, you know, wow. not like you, but to help them in, maybe they also have a talent in what you have a talent in. So help the other woman to become who God created them to be. Powerful and amen, sis. Wow, I love that. Yes, you've heard it for yourself. True womanhood for her, for her means accepting who you are fully without competing with anyone, honing your own purpose, your gifts, your talents. And also she says, it's all about the body, mind and soul, not to neglect that and make sure that you also take care of yourself as a person. I love that, Susan. Thank you for sharing that nugget. I'm going to jump straight into our second last question, which says, Help us inspire women out there who feel like giving up in their life. Um, women who have faced abuse. I know you've gone through that neglect, this childhood trauma, um, the disease of the mind or mental health issues, you know, the mind, the body and the spirit. It may be a young girl out there who has fallen pregnant as well and is stuck in a negative situation and feels lost or alone. Please, can you tell, let her know why she needs to keep on fighting the good fight for herself? So Romans 8.28 says that we know 
that God work out everything for the good for those who love him and who is called according to his purpose. All right. So when you watch a Hollywood movie during the, let's say during the, in the middle, it looks like, oh, they're not going to get together and they break up the, the two um, main characters they they break up and everyone's mad at one another and everything is falling apart and everything is chaos and then all of a sudden you're like breathing because oh it's closer to the end now the end is coming and wow it looks like they're gonna come back together because you know it's hollywood's story it'll always end good that's that's how it is but when you're a child of god it's not hollywood's story like this is god's story like sure. you 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 might be in the middle there where it looks like everything's chaos where it looks like it's uh, everything is falling apart and no one loves me and you know i'm facing all these trials and tribulations and and i'm making mistakes all the time and i can't do anything right and maybe you you're praying for a healthy body maybe you're praying for a healthy mind maybe you're stuck in depression i know all of these things i i went through all of these things i tried mm -hmm. to commit suicide i i i went through all of these things sure. and you know what but when you have jesus you mm -hmm. can be sure that it will work out for the good because he promised that in his word and he never lies he can't lie so even when you watch a Hollywood movie, as the end is always good, God's end is way better, way better. So whatever you're facing, you can just sit back and relax and know God will work it out for the good because he loves you. And sometimes we don't feel like he's loving us, but he does. We don't have to feel. We must know because it's the truth. So if I can say I prayed for health, for more than seven years because I told you I, I fainted and I went through so many um, to so many doctors and I prayed to the Lord to get to the right doctor and sure. you know what I at one stage I was sitting in a doctor's room and I said in my heart I really won't mind marrying a doctor and um, hmm. Hmm. and then but I didn't pray I didn't say it to, to anyone I didn't pray about it and wow. yes, I met my husband and wow. he is a doctor. And you know what? He didn't heal my body. Not not even like an inch of it. But he wow. helped me with deal um, you know, through he, not through issues. He just loved me unconditionally. And in that I could I could experience God's unconditional love. So God sure. used him to also to heal not my body but my heart and then wow. my body also healed wow so wow. they said i could never fall pregnant again because my womb got hurt they said i would i would never be able to to have a child again um mm. and mm. yes my baby is five months old so wow. that's jesus amen natalie sure <sighs> This is such a beautiful story. It's such a beautiful story. Um, to close off, sis, I'm just going to ask you to, to, to speak to this. You know, how could the people find you? You know, the listeners? 
And what do you also have planned that, you know, we could support? Because there's so many initiatives of good causes that you're rallying after, sis. I mean, the home in its own is a big, massive initiative that is going to help so many girls, so many women, so many people broken, so many people growing, going through trauma. So many people needing healing. So I just want you to take us through, you know, how people can get access to you, those that want to donate, that those that want to help, they want to give even clothes, whatever it is, whatever support, prayers, those that can intercede and pray for this beautiful initiative. How can people support? How can people find you? Thank you so much, sis. They are so welcome to get me on Facebook. I'm Natalie LaRue on Facebook. And they'll also, I mean, they'll see that we're mutual friends. So um, that you're a mutual friend. So um, yes, they can find me there. They can also um, check out my pages on Facebook, the Dianique Foundation. Um, or um, as I said, Gebreek de Vlerke. But um, to English people or other cultures, it might be easier to find the Dianique Foundation or my personal profile. And then they're also welcome to send me an email my email address is h natalie n a t a l i e 206 at gmail.com so it's h n a t a l i e 206 at gmail.com so they are so welcome um yes prayer are always always welcome um i would love to still have women's meetings business meetings that's also something i'm planning um wow. i also plan on a support group once a month for broken women where they can just come and get ministered and to and get prayed wow. for and um so yes i will i will update my facebook page with with information on that um wow. as well and um yes i wow. I would love to still one day own a, a bus with an ultrasound in it and I want to go and park it in front of the abortion clinics and I want to, you know, every time a woman wants to go in there, I would love to to um, call her and share my testimony and show her her baby and, you know, offer help, um, the, the help of the home and tell her we'll, we'll go with you know through it with her um will help financially will help um with medical expenses etc etc i would love to be able to do that one day so there are a lot of things um people can get involved in and um yeah i would i would love to keep to get in touch with people um with the same heart and maybe we can do something together for the kingdom that would be great Oh, yes. Amen. Oh, so powerful, sis. And so shall it be, Natalie. And so shall Amen. it be. Because the Lord has already taken you through so much. It's not in vain. There's definitely a bigger purpose for you ahead, sis. I believe it with all my heart. This story Amen. that you've just tried to put into, you know, this few minutes that we had is just too, too powerful to be you know, contained. I mean, this just has, there just has to be so much more. Now, there you have it, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming through and listening to this powerhouse of a woman who wears so many hurts. You've heard it for yourself. Vulnerability, authenticity, honesty, 
she speaks from her heart. It's things that she's not, she's not only talking from her mouth, but things she's actually gone through, has gone through the process, has learned the lessons, and she's sharing the wisdom and the nuggets with all of us today. I'm just in awe at what God can do with us as his children. Now, this goes to say that all things work together for good indeed. All things mm -hmm. are not sad. Every single thing that you're facing, every single thing that you think you're going through and you don't have answers and a solution for, God has your back and he knows the why. He has you covered and he's gone before you and he will make mm -hmm. every crooked straight. I just want all of you to remember that. Thank you so much, sis, Natalie, Hayes, LaRue, that we've had on the show today. Episode 5 of our podcast, Faith in Action, and we were talking unequally yoked in this episode. So excited. Anyone that wants to actually support the work that she's doing, we're going to tag and um, get a pin and actually tag her email address. We're going to put all her details in the comments. We're going to attach it to, um, you know, the topic or the intro that we're going to give to the podcast. So look forward to that. And please get in touch if you've got something to donate for the home. If you've got, you know, you're just going to pray. Please pray. If you, you know someone that can help, that can help, please just call them in and let's do this work and support this woman of God who's carrying such a big ministry. Sis, thank you so much once again for coming to bless, to grace us with so much humility and with so much grace and with so much wisdom and with so much authenticity. I really appreciate your presence today. It means so much to me. You have no idea. And really, I can't wait to, um, you know, purchase the book, you know, that whole wings can fly higher. Like it's just speaking to my spirit. <laughs> And fly her. I can't wait to get myself a copy of that book. To anyone who wants her books, we're also gonna make sure that we tag and you know speak about the books. Um, you know, once the podcast is ready in the comments. Um, and anyone that also wants to just get a hold of her, you're welcome to also contact me so that you can actually directly have access to her. Um, so can't you share your story to help you. So thank you so much. Thank you also to Danik. <laughs> who has been a special <laughs> guest. Thank you, Danik, for honoring my platform, for honoring this uh, podcast. We do not take you for granted, little miss. You are a minister <laughs> for behaving so well. God, go before you and continue to bless you and grace you um, and to grow into the woman that is designed uh, for you. So thank you so much, sis. We really appreciate it. And um, to all the listeners, till we meet again, look forward to episode six. And this was it for episode five. Faith in action with me, your host, Tanasha Mujera. Like I said, always, I'm a woman of faith and I'm on a mission to share life's lessons with you. And hopefully, you've learned a lesson or two in this episode. Equally yoked. Thank you so much. This is the Faith in Action podcast that has been created to help you find the journey to your true self through conversations and lessons shared. Please like, follow or subscribe to our channel to stay connected to our faith in action community you can also find me on my social media pages nashe on facebook or nashe by tinashe on instagram